Welcome to Signs from the Other Side with Fern Rone. I'm your host, Fern Rone, and this is the place to share stories of signs and messages received from the other side. This is season five, and there will be a new episode every Tuesday until the end of 2020. Be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts. And if you love these stories, also be sure to join my private Facebook group. Just search Believers in Signs. And if you like to read and you like stories like Bridget Jones, but with signs and meetings with Spirit Incorporated, Check out my novels, Better in the Morning and Better Believe It. And if you have any questions or want to reach out to me, you can find me on all social media at Fern Rone, R-O-N-A-Y, and on my website, fernrone.com. Thank you so much for listening and on to the show. When Sabrina Caroga lost her dad within a month of losing her father-in-law, all she wanted was to speak to him again. After a conversation with her aunt, who has the ability to feel Sabrina's dad coming through, she told Sabrina her dad would be sending her something because he knew how hard she was taking the losses of him and her father-in-law. That is when Sabrina embarked on a spiritual and self-healing journey to be ready to receive whatever messages her dad had for her. As she writes on her website, selfhealingwithsabs.com. I evolved from unmotivated and depressed to starting my own business and practicing daily tactics that kept me grounded, peaceful, and connected to the energy around us. Best of all, I received that something from my dad, signs. Hi, Sabrina. Hi. (laughs) I love your story. And I also like I just feel for you because it was so much in such a short period of time so my heart is with you I just like thank you I'm so happy to be talking with you but please know like I'm hugging you like you're in Massachusetts I'm in Los Angeles like I am hugging you from afar because man like what in what a time so Mm -hmm. your dad and your father-in-law literally like we were chatting a little earlier to to the day right Yes, to the day we lost my father-in-law on this past March 21st, 2020, and then my dad passed April 21st, 2020, both to cancer, uh, different cancers. My my father-in-law, he battled lung cancer for six years, and my dad passed due to pancreatic cancer within a year of his diagnosis. So it's been quite the year oh, for sure. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, that, was the yeah. Other thing, that was the other thing that we were chatting about that I'm looking at your website. I'm looking at all you've been sharing and how amazing it all is and how far you've come and how like what you're sharing is so helpful and it's so, it's just so great. And I'm like, this has only been like the past few months. Like it, I look at you and I'm like, I feel like she's been doing this for years because the way you, Aww. things you share and the way you speak and like, you know, it seems like you've, you've had this evolution for like many years, but it's, that's the thing about a spiritual awakening and, and, a, and evolution. Like it's not linear and it's like grief mm-hmm. is not linear. It's can happen many different ways and it can happen over a long period of time or it can happen over a short period of time and it doesn't take away from what you the power of what you've learned I love it oh exactly oh thank you yeah there's no rule book for any of this there's no time frame Um, so yeah you also say which I love how honest and open you are that sometimes you you don't want your grief to make people uncomfortable yeah no I definitely don't want my grief to make people uncomfortable and I think that's why I've been so open in talking about it. Um, I am totally not against anything that anyone would say to me to tell me that they're sorry or that I'm in their thoughts. I think that however that is presented, at least for me, I am totally all for it. I, I think most, I mean, I'm not going to assume, but at least in the people that I've 
connected with on social media and, and people in my personal life who have lost, it's really nice to have someone just acknowledge what you've been going through. Mm, yeah. And it, however anyone says that to you, whether I'm so sorry or, or thinking about you today or how are you feeling, I'm totally not against any of that. It just it feels really nice to be acknowledged, even if the person on the on the giving of that um, hasn't experienced what you've experienced. So I definitely am not against that. But I can also, on the other side of things, understand how it might be hard for people to receive, you know, words of encouragement like that. It's just it's just so complicated, and everyone has their own their own feelings about it, and it's so personal. So um, I can understand both sides of the spectrum. Yes. Yeah. So can I. Yeah. yeah. And it. But I like what you said, how, how whatever the words they're using, it's the sentiment is a comfort, you know, like they they want to comfort yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think it's important in, in life that whatever that is said, like if it, if it upset you or if it offended you, you have to dig a little deeper and see where the intention is. Because if the intention was good, then you can move past it. But I think with those sentiments, the intention is always good and it's always to support you. Um, at least you would hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that's something to keep in mind too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I always like to start at the beginning. What was your dad like? What was his name? Oh, his name was Adam. He was actually my stepdad, but he and my mom started uh, dating when I was really, really young. And he was in my life for over 20 years. And the term stepdad just really didn't do our relationship justice. Um, he raised me and, and he and I were so close and so many people when they would meet us <laughs> and didn't know, like maybe they were meeting both of us for the first time, they'd say, oh, you guys really look alike. Or like, yeah, <laughs> you guys are so similar. And it's, I really was his child, um, which is pretty incredible. But I think people who have step parents, either hopefully good relationships with your step parents, they're either people that you need in your life, a parent figure that you need in your life, or they're just added value to your life. And Adam was both for me. So I call him Adam, but on my Instagram, on my website, I refer to him as dad. So when in speaking to you, I'm not going to say, I, I might say my dad, but usually I just call him as I always call him, which is Adam. Did he um, walk you down the aisle? He walked me down the aisle. He officiated our wedding. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> we actually, my husband and I have been together for quite a while. So we always knew that we wanted to get married. And both of our dads took a turn at the same time. And so we realized, you know, what's most important for us in our wedding is that we're surrounded by family. Yeah. So unfortunately, his dad didn't make it to our wedding, but my dad was in hospice. So we knew that time was of the essence and my husband and his family are so incredibly supportive and they wanted to still go through with the wedding. So on April 11th, which was only 10 days prior to losing my dad, we had a backyard wedding. He walked me down the aisle. It was just immediate family and it was really beautiful. And he associated oh. and did a great job. <laughs> wow. What a year. Yeah. Oh my yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. congratulations on the wedding. Oh, and thank you so much. Wow. Oh man. We, I, I feel know. like it's so much to process so much on top of a global pandemic and like not to mention I know. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> on top of everything else in the world yeah right. it's crazy wow <laughs> and so do you have brothers and sisters 
I have two. Yes. He, um, from his first marriage has a daughter my age actually. And I have a younger stepbrother who's two years younger than me. So they were oh. both there as well. Oh, how sweet. Do yeah. you remember the first time you met him? I do. <laughs> so Adam, Adam was a very, he just loved life and it's just, he was so contagious in that and people were just attracted to him. And I remember first meeting him and he and my mom just looking back on it, I think did a really great job because, uh, you know, you're blending two families. So Adam was very outdoorsy. He loved nature. So we went on a hike with all the kids and also our, the kids' friends. So my best friend and her family came, my sister and brothers, their friends came. So it wasn't, it wasn't too intimate of a setting. It was just mm. kind of the right way to ease us into getting to know each other. Very smart. Um, and it was beautiful. And then we spent, you know, the rest of our time as a family going camping and, and doing things that really our first time meeting each other kind of set the bar for that. So it was actually, now that I think about it, it was very symbolic that we all met for the first time hiking and, and doing something as a collective group. Do you remember uh, looking at him and being like, who is this guy? <laughs> Are you like, I kind of do. I mean, I was really young. I was, I was seven, um, mm. newly seven. So I was young, you know, just really liked having other kids around and mm. he was super fun. He was the fun guy around and then he started being my mom's fun boyfriend. So <laughs> he really didn't take life too seriously. And I think there, there definitely was a point in <laughs> when my dad was officiating our wedding, he he's a big jokester so he basically just like roasted me the whole time <laughs> and was teasing me during our during the officiating but there was a point in my life where you know I, I turned into that that annoying tween and I would just try to you know whenever I got upset at him I would turn down all of the photo albums that had pictures of or the, all the photo frames that had pictures of him and my mom and I would turn them face down <laughs> at like age 10, just like a little brat right. <laughs> every time I would get upset. But then I would also be the one to turn them right side up because oh. I would get over it. And then I would feel bad for what I did. Oh. So for most of the part, most of the time, I was definitely having fun with him. And then, you know, those teenage years hit. Yeah. But yeah. all in all, he, I mean, he was my dad. It was, it was great. <laughs> How old were you when they got married? Your mom and dad. They got married. Um, we were we were thirteen. So they dated for a while. They were together for a while. We moved in with them and then they got married when we were thirteen. But mm-hmm. yeah, we were young. Is your aunt your mom's sister the one who has mediumship abilities? So she's not actually. She is she's not technically my aunt. <laughs> um, but she oh. is Adam's Adam's cousin and they're basically siblings they're so close that we call her our aunt because they they might as well be siblings and so she's actually on Adam's side of the family what a gift yeah her to jumpstart this so she must feel so good that this that was the catalyst really right yeah no she does she's I I like to joke that I'm her self-appointed apprentice (laughs) (laughs) I call her a lot (laughs) she lives in Florida her name's her name's Barbie, and um, hi Barbie. She, yeah, hi Barbie. I'll definitely send this to her. She's Aww. incredible. Um, she's just this really in tune, beautiful person, this beautiful soul. And she was with us when my dad entered hospice in February. She came from Florida and stayed with us for almost two months. 
just helping out around the house and she was just like a, a very positive energy to have in the home and mm. after he passed she really was a huge support to our whole family and she just has a different way of viewing things which I think is really refreshing yeah um, but I I think that we all have abilities some mm-hmm. people are just more in tune and it's stronger for them so how she receives information is she gets these these downloads and sometimes she can hear voices and sometimes she just gets this thought in her head and she just speaks it out loud and she'll be she'll be talking to me and my dad will come through and she'll say just so you know whatever I just said didn't come from me that came from your dad so she has the ability to feel foreign thoughts and know where they're coming from and who they're coming from and things like that beautiful that's a beautiful gift so what did she say to you that that conversation that she said he's gonna send you something like what was your initial thought so this is actually kind of funny we actually didn't speak on the phone when she told me this she mentioned to my mom Mm. that she needed to talk to me and my mom in passing was like hey Sab you gotta call Barbie she has something to tell you something about Adam and my mom just walked away (laughs) and I was like oh my god what (laughs) and I called Barbie and she's gonna laugh when she hears this she didn't answer she was in the middle of a move and I just pried my mom for more information and my mom told me that Adam had sent something to her for me so I was like freaking out I'm like oh my god (laughs) I need to connect with Barbie and Barbie didn't answer she she texted me back being like hey, I got to call you. I'll call you later. And then she got sidetracked. So for like a whole day, I was just sitting anxiously by the phone waiting for her to call me. (laughs) But eventually we ended up chatting and she told me that Adam knows that out of the whole family, I was having the hardest time. And he was going to send me something as, as I've been, you know, talking about this. And as I've said many times, that that's what, what he had come through to her to say. And she told me to find this necklace find like a pendulum because maybe I could try using that to connect with him. It's really a quick conversation. She said, just, I can't talk right now. I will call you back. But that's what he said to me. And just try to find some type of pendulum or a necklace. That's what he's telling me to tell you and see what that means to you. And then you and I will talk later. Did he give you a necklace as a gift or something? So he, I'm actually wearing it right now. He had this necklace that Uh, He was diagnosed with prostate cancer 12 years prior, and it was actually a very aggressive form of prostate cancer, and he was told he wasn't going to make it past his 50th birthday. And yeah, yeah, and he he beat it, and it was great, but he, in his treatment, or I think it was in his remission, but he went to Israel, and he got this healing necklace. And it has a prayer around it. And it's this really beautiful circle necklace. It's a pendant. And immediately when Barbie said that, she, I was like, oh, this is what she's talking about. And so I got the necklace and I was wearing it. And ironically, the prayer, we, none of us knew what the prayer was on it. And so we asked one of our uh, family friends who's Jewish and the prayer is healing of the soul. Yeah. And Adam didn't know that Barbie didn't know that I had been wearing it for several weeks until I wanted to know what the prayer was on it. And I think when Adam bought it, he knew that it was for healing, but he thought it was physical healing. Uh huh. And when we, we asked someone who is a rabbi and he said, no, 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 this prayer is not for physical healing. This prayer is for like healing of the heart. 
so it exactly just made sense, <laughs> yeah. which is what I needed. And I don't well, really I believe that. I mean, I'm sure that was part of the something that he wanted to send me, but she uh -huh. was like, just find some type of pendant. I don't know what that means, but I got to go. Uh -huh. And I was like, well, it has to be this necklace. And it just ended up being that this necklace is for healing of your heart, not your physical body. Right. And so the yeah. journey begins to healing. I love <laughs> it. Oh, I yeah, love very it. beautiful. And it's, I love that he didn't believe in this kind of thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. And he, he really, my mom is a big believer, and mm -hmm. she would give him crystals to just sit on the couch with and hold above his pancreas and things like that. But he just never believed in it. And even now, Barbie has told me that, like, the first time that she spoke to him after he passed, she was like, well, I guess you never thought you'd be talking to me this way. And <laughs> she got this download that he was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I never would have thought. What was the first sign? The first sign, it's funny, I'm in preparation for this call, I, I have a sign book. So I, <laughs> I pulled out my sign book just because I've been getting so many, I wanted to write yeah. them down. So the first sign after he passed I've realized now just in my reflection that there have been signs even from my father-in-law before my dad passed but mm -hmm. specifically from my my dad there was the first sign that I didn't request that was unsolicited was when I was at my in-laws and it was the first time that I had left my home since my dad had passed so I I moved back home in February to help out because he did home hospice mm -hmm. and, you know, went back to our apartment for three days for our honeymoon before we had to come back. So I really was pretty much living at home. And so the first time I left was to be at my in-laws house. And it was, it was a really hard transition for me to be out of my own home environment, to go into another home environment that's also mourning. And I was really sad one morning. I woke up just very low and, and depressed and I went downstairs and my husband was trying to cheer me up. And so he has an, they have an Alexa in their kitchen and he said, Alexa, play Eagles radio. And Alexa went, okay, playing soft rock hits from the sixties or something, whatever year. And then here comes the sun started playing on the Alexa, which was the song that my father and I walked down the aisle to. I just started crying, but it was tears of happiness, not of sadness. It was just, it was not what he had said at all, and it just, it was beautiful. It was amazing. That was the first, wow. I think, experience that I was like, oh, my God, this is kind of crazy. Yeah. And then I started doing more research on these things. I picked up a book, Signs, The Secret Language of the Universe. Mm -hmm. Yes, I uh, love it. I love that book. I bought that book over a year and a half ago, so before my dad was even diagnosed, and I like to think that it was guided to me. I started reading it and then my dad got sick and I didn't want to think that I would ever need the book. Mm -hmm. So I put it yeah, down. Of course. And then after my conversation with my aunt and then certain signs started happening, I was like, I got to read this book. And so this book was really what opened my eyes to being able to request signs. Like just once you are aware of it, how many signs really are in front of you and are around you at all times. And so I started requesting signs and I don't know if you read this on my website, but my experience with the, with the Michigan state elephant was really the sign that was the catalyst for this whole journey of self-awakening and all, and all I've that never, stuff. Like I've, I mean, I've heard a lot of these stories and I love them all and they all, you know, are special and unique in their own way. 
We never heard mm-hmm. elephant. Like that's definitely the new <laughs> one. So, like, can you tell that story? Yeah, I'd love to. This is like this is the ultimate sign. This was this is truly like the start of my journey. Before it was like little little steps here and there, but this just like rocked my <laughs> my whole world. Uh-huh. So I had read the book. I had started receiving signs, like neat lyrics and and things like that. And um, I was really into wanting to request a specific sign. And so I meditated on it. I was just doing all these things that I knew would get me more in tune and like raise my energy and things like that. And I requested a Michigan State green colored elephant. And so the reason I requested that was because I wanted it to be specific and relate to my dad. So my dad was a huge Michigan State fan, like massive. And so Mm -hmm. Michigan State Green always made its way into our home. And then Elephant, because he had inherited a collection of porcelain elephants from his grandfather, in which all the kids now have pieces of that collection. That's so sweet. So I was like, you know what? This is specific. It's so specific. It's so connected to him. And if I receive it, then that's like, wow, I'm then he definitely is around. So I waited a really long time and I just kept up with my practices and uh, just kept trying to be aware. And I was starting to lose faith, but I didn't want to. I really wanted to receive this. And then one morning I woke up, this was like over a month after I requested it. It was, it was a really long time. And I woke up to a message on Instagram from my sister-in-law. And it was a cute video of an elephant named Sunshine. And she had sent it to me because she knew that Sunshine was my dad's nickname for me. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. And so I opened, yeah. And so I opened the video and I, I even have the chills right now as I'm talking to you about this. Yeah. But I opened the video and it was of this very sweet rescue elephant an elephant was healthy but it was the story of this elephant sunshine and as I'm watching this video the elephant has I noticed that it has green on it Michigan State green and it's because the people who rescued it used topical antibiotic spray on it to heal its wounds and it was Michigan State green so not only did I get a Michigan State green elephant my, I feel like my dad was like, well, I hear you requesting it. This is a hard one. Just give me time. But I'm going to make sure I send you what you asked for. And I'm also going to make sure it was named Sunshine, just so you know. It was exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I could like burst into tears right now. But like, and I was thinking Sunshine, like that alone, I'd be like, listen, it doesn't have to be green. Like, this is good enough for me. The fact <laughs> that, oh my God. And I would keep requesting it like several weeks down the line when I didn't receive it. I was like, fine, just send me a green elephant. It doesn't have to be Michigan State. Like I was so desperate and he sent me exactly what I asked and yeah. made sure that the elephant was named Sunshine. Your yeah. dad comes to you in a dream too, right? Yes. Yes. So, oh God, this is like a, this is actually the first time I'm speaking publicly about mm-hmm. this. I've been wanting to, I've been trying to figure out a way how to share this experience on Instagram, on my website, but it's obviously easier to explain the story verbally than it is to write it down. But I'm excited to share with this because this was truly probably the most unbelievable experience I've ever had. Aww. And I, I've been receiving signs. I've been able to request signs from him and receive unsolicited signs and usually that's just in my conscious life right like not when I'm asleep in my day-to-day life but I in talking about signs on social media and things like that I've noticed that a lot of people have received dreams and that just wasn't 
something that I ever experienced or at least remembered when I woke up. Mm-hmm. And it was, it just seemed so beautiful. Like all I ever wanted to do was connect with him. But it, wow, how great would it be to, to actually see him again, right? Like I think right. we can all who have lost understand that all we want to do is just hug our loved one one more time. I had a few conversations with my aunt about this. And at the beginning, she told me that he's just not strong enough to come into dreams, but he will eventually. And this that was very early on, probably back in April or May when she told me that. And then in September, I want to say the second week in September, and mind you, this is after a whole summer of healing and and research and, you know, my own self-work and things like that. And I was meditating before, before bed. And just that week, I don't think it was that night, but like earlier that week and around that time, I was just really trying to ask for him to show up in my dream. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't really know what to expect and it wasn't happening. And then that night I had the most vivid dream I, I, I think I'll ever have And the dream was that I was sitting in um, family friend's backyard with my mom and the family friend. And it was present time. So Adam had already passed. He, we knew what was going on. It was, it was just me right now in a dream. And the neighbor next door was in her yard. And all of a sudden, for some reason, I just knew that the house next door was connected to Adam. Hmm. And I got up and I went over to the neighbor. In my dream, I said, and it's funny because I I remember this as if it happened in real life yesterday. Mm -hmm. I remember saying, I need to go in your house. This house is connected to my dad and I have to go in. And I was just very adamant about going into this house. And I didn't know how it was connected to him. I just knew it was. And she didn't speak throughout the whole dream, but she let me inside. And I walked in through her kitchen and she guided me she was just standing next to this door and she just offered me to go in without speaking she was just very she had like this very maternal Hmm. essence about her and it wasn't scary at all she just didn't speak and she just guided me towards this room and you don't know your neighbor that you know or she's just someone that you don't know in the dream I didn't know who she was um this does tie back into something else though, oh. towards the end of the dream. <laughs> so I started off with the dream, not knowing who she was and she, but she did have this maternal essence about her. So I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if she was like, you know, dreams are confusing. So I, mm-hmm. I can't tell if she was like my stepmom or if she was his mom in the dream because he was connected in this house somehow, but she had this maternal feeling about her. Mm-hmm. And so I went into this room and I don't remember on what platform I was recognizing all of these things, but I was learning that Adam wasn't in fact dead. I don't remember if I was flipping through an album book or something like that, but I was seeing images in front of me on this table that showed me that he wasn't dead. And I was feeling like this, this betrayal, just almost as if like he had this other life that he wasn't telling us about. Mm. And I was flipping through these images of him working out and getting healthy and um, he was in Florida and I'm you know uh, putting I quotes quotations Mm -hmm. around it because it wasn't Florida and I Mm -hmm. saw this map of where he was and it was not Florida but it was called Florida and I had this vision of where he was and it was mountainous Mm -hmm. and it was almost as if I was in the sky looking over these mountains of and that's where he was and then as I'm doing that the whole time, the woman who had let me in her home was just standing 
behind me in the back of the room, just looking over me with a smile. And I turned around to her and she let Adam in. (gasps) Yeah, yeah, yeah. She let him in and the two of us ran to each other, fell to our knees and embraced as if both of us never thought in our lifetime would reconnect. And we were crying and we were embracing. And this woman was just smiling as if like she had facilitated the whole thing. And it was so real. (laughs) And I've had him in other dreams before where I know it was a dream, but this was, Mm -hmm. this was real. This was a visit. And I was crying. This was a visit. And I believe, yeah, it it was unbelievable. And I, he was crying and it was just, he looked like himself, but he looked like he was recovering. Um, and I was saying, my mom's outside, she's outside, let me get her. And he said, I can't talk to her. I can't talk to her. I can only talk to you. And then I went to go get her and I woke up wow. and I, yeah. And I woke up and I was hysterical. I mean, mm. I, I really, for a good three hours, I just sat on my couch, not knowing what to feel. Mm. And in comparison with other dreams that I've seen him in, this was, completely different this was like a true experience and I I just really didn't know what to make of it and I ended up calling my aunt Mm. and and she (laughs) this was after a whole day of just like trying to figure out what had happened and she told me she was like Adam's coming through to me and that was a reunion what you what you think it was it was and it was you you two never like and I was like is that why I was crying so much like is that why I was so emotional over this and she was like yes Sabrina you never she was like what I'm taking right now is that you never thought that you were going to get to the point where you could connect and Mm -hmm. he never thought that either but you guys just connected and it's on look at it think of it as if like you've unlocked another level and other things might start happening to you I'm not really sure but he's coming to me right now to tell me that it was him (laughs) beautiful oh I love it oh yeah (laughs) unbelievable and so I asked her about the woman and Barbie was like I don't know what who the woman was but why don't you look up our grandmother and see if pictures of her when she was younger looks like this woman and I looked up I asked my my grandmother for pictures of her mom and their pictures of Adam's grandmother and I really believe it was her. I mean, it just looked exactly like her when she was in her 20s. And the face was the same. <laughs> and but we, I used to call her Bubbles. Her name was Ruth. But her nickname was Bubbles. And Bubbles and Adam had this incredible connection. And so it would just make sense that she was the one to facilitate this beautiful reunion. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. Unbelievable. So Adam's yeah. mom is still alive? She is, yes. Oh, oh my heart. Yeah, is... but she's not a believer. <laughs> oh, she'll come around. She is in a certain area, but, you know, she, she believes in anything that makes people happy. <laughs> yeah, that's a good belief. Your story is just amazing. It's so affirming, yeah. like this path that you're on and that you're sharing it with others. I want to know more about your courses. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I just finished um, my first launch of my four-week course, Seeking Signs. Um, And this is, 
I think I might offer it as pre-recorded because some people, it's just hard with the time difference and, you know, with everyone's work schedule is so different, but I'll be releasing it, launching it again by the end of October. But basically it's a four week course, one hour a week, and we go through pretty much everything that has to do with signs. So Mm -hmm. how energy works, really just get down to the basics of you know, quantum physics as it relates to energy. So we can kind of get an understanding of how signs work. Um, And this is obviously based on my belief and my experience and Mm -hmm. conversations I've had and research and things like that. But I just believe that we're all connected through energy. And, you know, there is science that backs up how we all are energy and things like that. So we dive into that and then methods that help you just become more receptive. So meditation, gratitude, things that release any negativity that you're holding on to, to make space for other things to come through and to to get a clearer mind. And then we also dive into a deeper dive into energy. So how to feel your own energy, how to uh, leverage it for your benefit. And then we go into what signs certain signs, how they manifest, what default signs are, how you can ask for signs, uh, how to listen to your intuition and how to receive them and things like that. So it's definitely an, an involved course, but it's good for really anyone who wants to start requesting signs either from their loved one or from the universe. And then also just along the way, learn methods that help you feel grounded, peaceful, open, and connected. How did you decide to come up with a course? Like, are you a teacher? No, I'm not. I I actually received a sign <laughs> that I should do this course. <laughs> so I've been, you know, I started this Instagram right after my loss, and it was really just for me to connect with people. And I wasn't ready for therapy yet, and I just figured, you know, I might as well just get some inspiration on social media, see if there's other people like me. And then it evolved into something bigger. And I've realized that, you know, what I have to say relates to a lot of people and I'm not alone in this. And maybe I can help others with what I'm going through. And that kind of was the catalyst for me thinking like, oh my God, this is, this makes me feel so alive. Mm -hmm. How can I turn this into a business and how can I help people through that also? So I, signs have been the foundation of my own healing journey. And I really believe that we can all connect with signs and we can all use signs to feel better about our losses and help our grief journey, but also help us make decisions in our life. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to create something that had to do with, with this topic. And then I got this, my intuition, I got this download of intuition that, that told me that I should do a course, do this course that I've been thinking about, even if I've never done a course before. And even if I, you know, only get a few people to sign up the first round, it's worth it and just do it. And so I just kind of follow that. And, and here we are. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. So where can everyone find more about the courses and about you? Yeah. So definitely social media at self-healing with Sabs, but I do have a website that dives deeper into the courses I offer, any other products that I'm offering and resources, which is self-healing with Sabs. Dot com, But all the information is on my Instagram as well. And, and yeah, just check it out. Perfect. I will put all of that in the show notes for sure. And oh, I'm you. so happy we are connected. I know we're going to talk too. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. 
You're awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I I just could talk about these things all day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel like you're going to have to come back. Absolutely. Oh, I'd love to. Yes. I'll send you a picture of um, my sign book. Please, please, please send it. I would love to look at it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm just, honestly, I really am so grateful for you for putting this project together and putting it out there. I think a lot of people, I know a lot of people have benefited from this and I just really love what you're doing. Thank it's, you. Keep right at back. it, I guess. <laughs> Who am I to tell you to keep at it? But I just really love it. So. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Signs from the Other Side. You can find me, Fern Rone, on all social media at Fern Rone, R-O-N-A-Y. I love hearing from you and I love hearing your stories of signs. And if you would like to hear more episodes of this show, Please be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts and tell a friend. Please also don't forget to join my Facebook group, Believers in Signs. And if you're ever looking for something to read, check out Better in the Morning and Better Believe It. Thank you so much again for listening and sweet dreams.